All right, good morning. Sun is rising, as it always does. So I'm really enjoying this this morning process here. It feels very meaningful and fulfilling um, because I wake up now every morning and I've just, my mind, my mind is going as soon as I wake up. And I find that if I can remember my dreams, they can offer some inspiration as to where I can focus my mind, where I can focus my thoughts. And it's becoming an interesting process for me as like a morning routine where I wake up, just lie in bed and really focus on remembering my dreams. And then I'll roll out of bed and you know, take care of the body for a little bit, and then just sit down and jot down what's most present, what ideas seem to be at the forefront of my consciousness. And then before hitting the red button on this phone to record those ideas, I just stop and I meditate on my breath, I meditate on my body, and I I clear the mind. I actually just clear it of all ideas and thoughts so I can be still and so that I can be empty. And so honestly, I can remember that I'm I'm so much more than than this person, this Harry. I'm so much more than um, just this podcaster or this young man or this human with white skin. Or I'm, so, I'm just, I am... You know, got to just like let go of the ego for a moment before I jump back in and share my little sliver of perspective on the world. So maybe that's where I'll start. Um, I shared an interview yesterday on this podcast. You can find it under the name Interview with Bella Trix, a really amazing woman sharing her ideas and her insights and her perspectives. And uh, one question that I asked her was, how do the planets and the signs in astrology, how, how do they have their qualities? Like why does the moon represent our emotional needs? Why is Mars masculine, Venus is feminine? Um, you know, and then why do all the signs have their stories? Why is Aries... A new beginning, you know, why should a certain constellation in the sky be associated with an entire story? And just like pretty much all questions in astrology, the answer that I'm coming to and that Bellatrix began to explain is that nothing is so simple. There's no simple answer to any of these questions. And even though it, it might read in a book on astrology that these are the qualities of this planet and this sign, it's, it really goes so much deeper than that. Um, and so she mentioned how each culture has, has understood different qualities uh, through astrology, different stories. Similarly, I, I think on the microcosm, each of us has our own qualities to discover. Um, so this does relate to another paradox. It's the idea that there are these consistent stories and qualities to the universe 
that are universal, and yet each and every single creature has its own perspective just by being a unique soul. Um, and that uniqueness is demonstrated in our astrological charts. No two humans have the same astrological chart. We were all born at a different time with the sky in a different place. So just as each culture has its own creation myths, their own perspective on the universe, so does each human. And the culture that we're born into offers us uh, some patterns and some stories that we can maybe perhaps better relate with our lives because our lives are taking place within that culture. So, moving with that, um, and just continuing to think a lot about astrology, um, another topic of our conversation yesterday was in uh, experience of channeling. And when this podcast was first known as Feeling Philly Podcast, the second episode I ever uploaded was uh, a conversation with a good friend named Eric Burling. And I asked him about the experience of channeling as he is a yoga teacher and how it seems as though when he speaks during his yoga classes, it, it's just what every person in that class needs to hear in that moment as if he's channeling. And so we just kind of got a little idea of what channeling is. It's like it is uh, letting go of this ego of this who this person is. It's no longer Eric speaking. It's no longer Harry speaking or, or Beatrice speaking. It is some deeper source of, of wisdom. And, and I, I struggle with words like deeper or higher. I don't even know what that means. But there, there's, I, I just, I do believe, and I guess it is belief because I have yet to like, really have a channeling experience so that I can say that I know. But right now I believe that we can find the answers to all of our questions, that all questions actually can be answered. And it's another paradox. It's like there's mystery in the universe and these mysteries can be understood. However, they seem to always lead to more mystery. So questions can lead us to answers and the answers seem to always lead us to more questions. But this, um, it still doesn't mean that there isn't value in putting these pieces of the puzzle together and discovering more and more about this mystery so that by the end of our lives, perhaps we uh, have just a, a small little piece of the puzzle solved. And discovering and understanding this puzzle, it's... Uh, this is in the realm, again, of, of self-understanding. We can understand the universe through understanding ourself. And we can understand things about ourself through delving into the universe. And so uh, it, it's about the, the power of inquiry. This keeps coming to me. So it's a, a theme that keeps coming to me, feels like it's important to share. And it's the power of inquiry, inquiry as a way to discover. And so... Just simply asking a question is a really, really powerful experience. And as I said in my monologue yesterday, 
all that I have to share in this podcast is, is just stuff that I've thought a lot about. That's all that I feel qualifies me to speak about these things in a way that no, qualifies me to, to believe that these words are useful. It's simply because I've, I've thought a lot about it. And so I've also discovered that thinking about these questions is sort of, that's just a baseline. And then there's different methods for discovery and for, uh, for bringing clarity to the inquiry or find discovering answers to the inquiry. And so one tool I've been introduced to is movement and art. Um, and there's beginning to be a whole world of literature and more people thinking about this idea that through creativity we can um, channel and we can find answers to our inquiries because if we think about it like when we get into the zone of creativity whether we're painting or playing music or sculpting or dancing or singing in all of these experiences we kind of lose ourselves. Um, we forget and we become immersed and in that immersion where I can let go for a moment of being Harry I'm just this vessel creating something in this moment and if I bring my inquiry into that process then as this energy is being channeled through me like I am a channel an open vessel and something is coming through me it's this difference between moving and being moved it's the difference between painting and allowing my hand to 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 be guided as the painting comes through me the song comes through me the dance comes through me the sculpture comes through me and the answers come through me and it might not even be that I understand the answer as it's coming through, but just let me be in the moment of the dance or the painting or the song. And then afterwards, when I return to being Harry, I can step back and reflect on the dance or reflect upon looking on my painting and see, wow, here is something. <laughs> so that's, um, that's just sort of an offering, this idea of like using inquiry in the creative process. Um, my partner, Lavina is currently in a six-month program learning to become a breathwork practitioner. For those of you who don't know, breathwork is a multifaceted process offered in many different ways by many different people, but I think essentially what it is is um, changing the way you breathe in a moment of, in time uh, in order to alter your state of consciousness, shift your perception of reality briefly. Um, and in that, in those moments too, we can use inquiry. So diving into a ceremony with inquiry. Um, some of us might also just think of this as setting an intention. So I'm just offering the idea that um, our intentions, when we set an intention before a ceremony or um, before entering into a creative experience, um, 
our intention can take the form of an inquiry, a question. So I'm recording this morning, and I don't know if I'll be able to record again over the next eight days, because I'll be going into an eight-day ceremony. It's a long ceremony. And uh, within that ceremony, there are deeper ceremonies. There's that word deeper again. I got to find something better to use for that. Better, better, deeper, er, er, er. Yeah, I don't know. Comparing, contrasting. So I don't know if I'll be able to record. And I'm bringing lots of inquiry into the ceremony ahead of me. Um, you know, how I wanted to bring this back to astrology too is that... Uh, simply by asking, what are your qualities? Um, and spending more time thinking about it. You know, it's one thing to, to read about Mars in a book, but what if I actually just close my eyes and really go into a space with Mars? What if I dance with Mars? What if I make a song about Mars? What if I go into a breathwork ceremony and, and say, Mars, can you please speak to me? I, I just, I, you know, I do know. It's no longer belief. I know that the answers will come through. I know that I'll receive clarity. And it might not, be, it might not come all that quickly. As, as was mentioned in the conversation yesterday, channeling is a, is an, a muscle. It's an exercise that we can work out and flex. Um, so the more we do it, the better we get. I think that says so much about the value of stopping, you know, our, our for each day and, and just finding some time to be still with our questions. I think that's so much of the meaning of life is just like the mysteries, the curiosities. Like we are curious creatures, we humans. And schools, I, I feel, did not inspire me, at least, in very positive ways of uh, interacting with curiosity. Schools kind of said, these are the answers to all these questions. This is how it is. Didn't really offer me an opportunity to try and find those answers for myself. And didn't really offer me an opportunity to find them in the ways that work for me. Like for me, I, I, I loved sports as a kid. So I, I could access um, a state of channeling or being in a zone while playing sports. Whereas writing or solving math problems or reading did not really allow me that space of channeling. I, it was hard for me to really dive into the zone through those means. Anyway, I digress. Curiosity. Okay, so I'm just looking at my notes now, and I think I'm going to bring it full circle here, by coming back to my dreams last night. And there's a vulnerability in sharing my dreams because they're personal. But... Um, I'm just going to go for it. I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't really have a clear answer as to why not to share them. So, and I do have some clear answers as 
seeing the benefit and sharing them. So uh, the nature of my dreams last night had to do with being in a space with my partner, Lavina, my mother and my sister and my aunt, and then entered in a young man from my childhood who I always felt um, kind of a sense of inferiority with. I just always felt intimidated by this person, thought that they were cooler than I am, better than I am, stronger, better looking, faster, everything. Um, so the shadows, the shadows, that's another thing that we talked about in the conversation yesterday, is that the, um, in every story, every quality that I ascribe to myself, like, all right, by being an Aries, I'm like very action oriented. And there, there's a shadow side of my Aries nature, which is that I can sometimes just be very impulsive and just reckless and ignorant. Uh, similarly with Scorpio, she talked a lot about Scorpio. Scorpio is like very intense and passionate. Um, I guess like a shadow side of Scorpio is... Um, is that intensity. Sorry, I, I don't actually remember much about Scorpio. But this idea that all of our greatest qualities also have the shadow sides to them. So the fact that um, uh, I, I, I consider myself to be a great friend, a great lover, a great son in all these different ways, um, there are these shadows that stand as obstacles or limitations to me fully actualizing um, my potential as great lover, great friend, great son or brother or nephew. So in this dream, I was feeling very condescended to by my family. And I was feeling very insecure next to this male. So the shadows that are being illuminated are two areas of my life that I am really intending to work on. One of which is how whenever I meet or interact with a man who I consider to be very attractive and um, who I feel, I instantly compare myself with him. And I compare myself in my power. I compare myself in my connection with those around me. And I compare myself in wondering, perhaps this person is more compatible with Lavina, my partner. Perhaps this person is a better mate than I am. So all these questions come up and it, it really, it just clouds my vision. It clouds my ability to just meet this person and see them fully because I'm stuck in my head comparing myself to them. So it's such a great area to work on that I could just be fully open to my brothers who I come into contact with. As 
one man in my life who is very much powerful and very attractive and very much challenges me. And, and his name is Niten. In Niten's words, I love you, brother, and it hurts. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks, Niten, for that. And the other, another shadow I'm working on is this experience that I have with my parents, my mom, my nephew, uh, my aunt, my sister. Um, it's feeling like I'm not being seen, that I'm not being recognized, that I'm only being seen for what I have not done yet, what I'm not doing. Uh, it's this experience of working really hard all day, for example, to clean your house, clean your room, clean the kitchen, and then your friend or lover or mom comes home and she might say, oh, Harry, the, the, uh, your shoes are in the hallway. Or, or like, uh, you know, your car is dirty. So it's like not, not being recognized. Um, and, you know, there's a great practice whenever you're giving feedback to someone to give them a sandwich, give them a positive, then an area for growth and perhaps negative feedback, and then some more positive feedback. I really value that. Um, I, I also think I'm kind of missing my point here, though, about feeling condescended to it. It goes deeper than that. It goes, touches upon this aspect of my life that I'm feeling like I that people might look at me and think, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Are you just like floating around, vacationing? Come on, you're not, hold, you're not pulling your weight here. You're not an adult yet. You've got so much more to do in this world. You're not even really doing it. Hey, la vie. Can I just get like two more minutes? I'm just about to wrap it up. Thank you. Um, so that feeling of like being looked down upon. Um, all right, she just needs her shoes. One second. Okay. So just a moment here. Sorry for the pause. Okay. So recognizing these two shadows that I, you know, and I can answer these two shadows by saying all sorts of different things. Um, affirmations like I am doing enough and there's still more to do. Um, or I am incredibly compatible with my partner and she may also meet people that she's very compatible with too. It's like, yes, and, yes, and. So that's what's on the table for today. That's what's being offered. That's what's present. That's what I'm carrying with me into this eight-day ceremony. And um, I look forward to hopping on here again, sharing more ideas. Peace. <laughs>